CastBox, ladies and gentlemen. You can download CastBox in the Google Play Store. I think it's available in the App Store, too, if you have an iPhone. But CastBox is basically an application where you can subscribe to all of your favorite podcasts. Number one on the list should be G-Maker and May Show, of course. But you can subscribe to all your podcasts, comment on them, leave feedback, as well as start your own podcast, have your own channel. It's really easy. Like I've, I was looking through a podcast for podcast apps because I didn't like the way Google Play Music was set up, and then eventually I transitioned over to Castbox, and now ever since then, on my Android phone, I've been using Castbox ever since then. But if you do. Like I said, carry on over to the Google Play Store the or the App Store and download castbox.fm. And for those who follow this show, you can subscribe to the G-Meeker Roommate Show via www.castbox.fm slash G-Meeker MMA Show. Not castbox.com, castbox.fm, ladies and gentlemen. That is all. That was not a paid ad. That was personal. But I feel it's necessary to share it and have it have everyone be aware of what possibilities there are when it comes to podcasts. And having all your podcasts in one place. One more time, castbox.fm. Or you can download it in the Google Play Store or the App Store. Alright, let's begin. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I, we are back yet again. It feels like I won't shut the fuck up for damn, for, for, for fuck's sakes. We are back here. It is Monday, August 28th, 2018. I have a quick story to say before we get into this. We have a great show planned today, episode 153 of the G Meeker MMA show. I do think that there is a lot of confusion when it comes to where all the episodes are located, because if you look at the last feed, the last episode posted was episode 151, so if you're one of those people that constantly listen to the show and order episode 152, it's actually on a different server, and what I mean by that is we had, we've had a crazy hiatus, and you know for the longest time I would upload audio, and it wouldn't get uploaded, it would get corrupted, or something wouldn't go through, it wouldn't say that I had a uh, the audio posted, I mean, for last, like, episode 151 said, like, nine seconds or some shit like that. I looked on the feed, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I talked to her probably about 40-plus minutes, and I've had some of my best shows, and I've had them, unfortunately, disappear or, or not get posted. And it's a very unfortunate thing that happened, and it did kind of play dividends to why I didn't and haven't been doing the podcast. And, well, I haven't, like, forgotten about it or, or, or stopped doing it. It's just the fact that what it was doing currently, you know, kind of derailed me. I kind of wanted to do some research and see what we could do about that to fix that, to avoid it from ever happening again. And goddamn, there's so many girls here. Oh my God. But yeah, here we are. We are live on CastBox. We are live and we're fucking live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm really glad. I'm really excited to be back here for today. We kind of figured it out. I was doing some brainstorming yesterday, and we finally figured it out. So we are here. We are live. And for anybody that got confused, I did post a, a link in the bio to go directly towards this new feed, the new feed where the G-Maker and May show originally was going to be going. But now we're back to where we originally are with 
all my subscribers, all listeners, everybody that has this this uh, everybody that has this podcast, you know, subscribe to it, and you know, if you have it to where it automatically downloads brand new episodes and notifies you of brand new episodes, then all my listeners will get the same exact stuff. So I'm really happy to be back, and I'm really happy that you guys will be back. But yeah, we actually did an episode yesterday. It was just so out of place, and that was one of the rough drafts basically like me saying that i wasn't able to figure out how it directly was going to be posted i didn't know if if i had to do it all at one shot or do it all and do it all in takes because i used to do the podcast in takes but now i'm just going to do one straight forward so uh join us here we're live motherfuckers so basically we're all in the same spot so we got the problem fixed like i said we fix problems we we conquer these things and we get over this shit so it's good to be back all right Episode 153, let's not waste any time. I wanted to go uh, quickly run down today's list of great things we got. We got a lot of great stuff, a lot of interesting uh, fight announcements, a lot of debates on what fights we should see in the future, some recently fight announcements, some rumors. Let's not waste any time. All right. So last Saturday, we seen Justin Gaethje knock out James Vick in the first round in under two minutes, which was one of the most impressive performances. I honestly think of Justin's career, even though he is the highlight, even though his entire career has been absolutely nothing but highlights and stuff. I think that a showdown with Kevin Lee makes the most sense. Obviously, everybody likes to match make the night of the fight or after the result, you know, People chime in on Twitter. I know Kevin Lee did that. He did put Justin Gate. He tagged Justin's name as long with, uh, along with some uh, money emojis or some shit like that. That's the way we communicate now is through emojis. By the way, I don't like talking with emojis if it comes down to it or anything like that. But like, it's pretty. Uh, it's, it's 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 a fun way to communicate. Along as long as you're for me, as long as you're putting words in there. So. Kevin Lee seems very interested in the fight with Justin Gaethje, as does everybody else. I mean, a lot of fans like it. You know, it was originally slated to be, I think the UFC was targeting, like, uh, Kevin Lee versus Ally Quinta, number two. But, honestly, that's a good fight, but it doesn't have wheels like this. I mean, Kevin Lee is one of those guys that brings it every single time. He's one of the – he's a fan favorite. He's a great great fighter, obviously, great stand-up. Uh, you know, not the sharpest stand-up on the planet or anything, but he has a great grappling game, great wrestler, great submissions. Um, and, you know, pressure fighter definitely has a promotion – promotes himself very well. He has a great trash talker as well, and he can sell a fight. As long as, uh, as well as Justin. Justin can also um, promote a fight just as well. And, you know, they're both two guys that can emerge with fight of the night, fight of the year, fight of the year material types of fights. And what I mean by that, you know, if you look at all of Justin's fights, uh, let's see, um, number one, Michael Johnson, consensus fight of the year, uh, fight of the night against Eddie Alvarez, bonus, okay? Fight of the night again against Justin Poirier. Knockout night, probably performance of the night against James Vick, because that was a fucking knockout. He knocked him the fuck out. James Vick's a taller dude, so it's kind of like the bigger you are, the harder you fall. And essentially kind of reminded me of Stefan Struve being knocked out by Mark Hunt, you know, being knocked out by the smaller guy. The taller guy crumbles, and, you know, it's all over. You know, lights out. Congrats to Justin Gaethje on that. But, yeah, I do think that, you know, for Justin, since he didn't take that much damage or essentially any damage in this fight, I think it definitely proves that he can be the next guy to fight Kevin Lee. Proves that, you know, obviously he had a tough fight with uh, Poirier and a tough fight with Eddie. 
But, you know, he didn't take any damage in this fight. And I think that if the if there's a slot open for the end of the year or before the end of the year, I do think that he is main event worthy against Kevin Lee. So that should be an excellent fight. I would like to see that. If that's the direction UFC goes in, 100%, I'm going to be supportive of it. Wow. You look at the way I spit all that knowledge. Fucking hungry. I had like a big-ass bowl of uh, cereal this morning. I think I mixed it. I, I like to mix cereals. If you guys still do that kind of thing. We all did that as kids. Um, I had like, um, what was it? I had a cookie crisp mixed with uh, tricks. I don't know. When I go to the supermarket and shit, like I like to buy a lot, all nothing but my favorite foods and things I just like to make. So if I see a certain deal, like I think it was like five boxes of cereal for like $10. As long as it was like General Mills or something like that, I never used to look at deals. But now just like ever since I've gotten a lot older, I started to look at them and then it's like those are the fucking shit. And they give you like a free gallon of milk too because I, I consume milk. I drink milk like fucking water. So I had that. It was pretty uh, it was pretty fun. I had a big ass bowl of cereal. But what I was really alliterating to was like I started this podcast without any food and I was planning on it after my uh, – college classes i was planning on actually going and eating but there's just like way too many people in there and i just you know i felt like i really wanted to do this podcast and i was doing my notes while i was in class i was i was studying all the stuff i was going through everything because i wanted to do a new episode because the fact is the episode we tried to put in yesterday didn't go through and i'm kind of glad it didn't go through in a way because this is one of the this is one of the better shows that i've probably done like starting off very very uh informative and very like you know descriptive and all that and that's the way i kind of like to be that's the way i feel i can communicate a lot more with people but um next thing on the list was like explaining the show's hiatus so basically like i said earlier we were gone because i was i was really busy with a lot of things we're focused on a lot of other things and i was a not a lot of other things there isn't anything that's prioritized over the show but i was just really busy and, and really had to do a lot of things so uh it definitely was a good time, but uh, let's see. All right, staying at link uh, UFC, staying in the category of UFC, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. Welterweight fighter Jake Allenberger recently retired after I think it's like I don't know how many losses. I think it's like four straight or something like that. Six out of his seven losses recently, or by all by knockout or TKO. Retires with I think a th- record of thirty-one wins and fifteen losses. Jeez, seems like a lot of losses, but when you're fighting the best in the world and you're fighting some of the best guys on the planet, that's de- that's bound to happen. You know, depending on if you're, this depends on who you are, really, because you know there's people with five losses, thirteen losses, twelve losses, eleven losses, ten losses, and these guys have been fighting for fifteen plus years or twelve. 10 plus years, seven plus years. It doesn't matter what really the eight. It just matters on what fights you take early on in your career. That's my, that's my personal opinion. So we're not going to talk about that, but I was going to say like, he's, he's basically, he's had a great career. He's fought all the best guys in the world. You know, he's fought murderers row of people. I mean, from uh, Carlos Condit to Rory McDonald. At one point in time, when he when he when he was slated to fight Rory, that was the big one. That was for the number one contenders fight. That was the the, the next big thing to fight for the world title. After that, he, the winner fought for the world title. So he fought Carlos Condit, fought Robbie Lawler. Um, 
I'll never forget his knockout over Nate Marquardt. Good fucking god, that was a that was a crazy ass knockout. It's not like it was one of the craziest ones, like Overeem versus like Francis and Ganu, but he fucked Nate Marquardt up in that fight, and that was one of the um, that was one of the. You know, I was kind of going for Marquardt in that fight, but Jake is just one of those guys who will always forever be known as one of those guys who had crazy knockout power, and he's one of the few guys, you know, oh, what's going to happen if he hits you? You're going to go down, you're going to fall face down, and not a lot of people uh, were able to stand and trade with them for too long because they would just be getting put to sleep. It's kind of reminiscent of Mike Tyson, the Mike Tyson days, or... For UFC fans, Anthony Rumble Johnson, you know, they're all known as heavy punchers and people with punching power. And the number one question that I would always see get asked would be, how are they going to fare with this kind of guy? How is he going to last? How is he going to stand? How is he going to be able to trade with them? Can he can he last three, three or five rounds with this person because their power is so hard? Like their power is so freaking outstanding and, and massive. It, it, there's a lot of questions that happen like that, but yeah, he was, he would always be one of those people. And, you know, obviously I don't know what happened after a while, you know, just the sport passes people by. That's the thing. When you, when you fight, when you're fighting for so long, when you're playing baseball or something, or, you, or you're in football, boxing, basketball, it doesn't matter which one you do. It's just a matter of, you know, if you're in it, if your head's in it, if your body can hold up. Because if you think about it, I do believe there is this saying that goes around. Is a lot of people throw it out as an opinion. I like to throw it out as a fact, but mixed martial arts is probably the toughest sport in all mixed martial arts. I mean, not in all of the sports world. Now, people don't want to necessarily consider a sport, uh, consider people punching the other person in the face or, you know, knocking people out or fighting and considering it really a sport. Like if you're a fighter, you know, people are saying, what do you, what do you do for a living? Like say you're on the outside, say you're at a dinner, say you're at a, a school or something, or say you meet some new people. They ask you, you get in that conversation where you're talking about what you do and you tell them I fight. You know, I, at, at first I, I felt a little uncomfortable telling people about what I did Essentially, when it comes to the podcast and what I talk about and what I what I get at my points, you know, because not everyone's going to be chirping, getting up in the morning wanting to hear a, like a podcast about sports. You know, a lot of people are mainstream. Um, not everybody you meet's going to know what a podcast is. Not everybody you meet's going to like you know like sports and all that. It's mainly for the sports fans and the hardcore sports fans and. You know, it's okay, though, because there's different podcasts. There's different things that different people like to do, you know, from, from video gaming to music. You know, a big thing, a big popular one in our culture is music. So I don't know how the fuck we digress so far into that. We went from talking about, like, retirement, his retirement to um, uh, this. But th- um, anyways, back to Alan Berger. Yeah, he's, he's had a great career. You know, he, he has nothing to be ashamed of. Obviously, it was a disappointing loss. And for me, personally, I would have liked to see him uh, – you know, retire on a win, but uh, you know, originally early on, I did think he he did pretty good. You know, a couple, especially when he was landing a couple of those late kicks and stuff. But I don't know. I I, I don't want to say like I don't know how much training Jake has done or how, how what he has done, but it just seems like it, it's not all there anymore. And as as unfortunate as it is for me to say that, I hate to say it because I love each and every one of these guys and when men and women that that do fight because these guys. And these men and women are putting eight plus eight to twelve plus weeks of their time in life away from their families, away from their friends, away from all their loved ones to train. 
to get better, to improve as human beings, improve as different people, as fighters, as human beings, you know, from people that have, that are part of a team, whether or not you have your own camp, your own team, depending on what you do within the whole time of your training, you know, all these guys go through a bunch of different things that we don't know about. So there's really nothing that we truly know about unless they put it out there. That's the world we live in. We have social media, but we're very limited when it comes to things like that, basically. So, uh, that, that being said, you know, congrats on a great retirement for Jake. And, uh, wish him all the best. I'm pretty sure he'll still be around the training room and, you know, help people help different fighters. I know he, he, he trains with a lot of the best guys still in the world. Uh, I think he's, yeah, J- Jason Perillo. He has Jason Perillo. You know, we always see him pictures of him training with Mark Munoz and stuff. as one of his hugest idols. Um, you know, he was training at Rain back when Rain was open, when, when Munoz had that gym open. So, you know, I will always, I will always um, support fighters who retire. And one big thing about this is that this is one of those times where he knows that it's time. And, you know, now that he's retired, it's he, he knows that it's time. He's not one of those people that are going to stick around and get knocked out left and right or, you know, just here for a paycheck. You know, obviously, I'm pretty sure Allen Berger has more than enough money in his bank account. And he's one of those people that, you know, it's time to go when it's time to go. And he's one of those people. Um, okay, let me just finish this text message. I'm sorry, guys. Um I bet people are probably thinking I'm crazy right now, just like sitting here holding my phone like a microphone talking into it. But in reality, they have like no idea that I'm putting out the best podcast on the planet. One of the best. Um, But anyways, all right. Since we're going to stay in UFC Lincoln, fight night, Lincoln, Nebraska, let's recap the whole, not the entire card, but... um. Basically, the co-main and main event was uh, co-main event featured a fight, a featherweight contest between Michael Johnson taking on Andre Feely. Now, I know last week I called and I said that I think the grappling of Andre Feely, which he did display though, and I think it was the second or third round that he displayed great, great um, grappling. He was on Michael Johnson's back. You know, I thought he would use that to his to his advantage, and you know, because Michael Johnson doesn't seem necessarily have the best grappling defense or offense. And I did think that the grappling of Feely would get that done and he would amass winning by submission, maybe maybe the first, second, third round. But I didn't think it was going to go to decision. And nevertheless, split decision. I think I said that wrong. Grammar errors, I apologize. But, um, yeah, it was a split decision. If you've seen uh, Andre's, uh, Andre's post, he did say uh, Michael hits like a uh, – bitch and acts like a bitch i don't know where that came from he did say he was disrespectful maybe he was leading up to the fight maybe it was behind the scenes or anything like that but he said it was disrespectful and i could kind of see where he's coming from because michael does seem kind of like a cocky kind of guy and kind of an, an asshole kind of guy but fantastic fighter so it's not all about your having your feelings hurt it's all about uh, fighting and you know whoever gets their hand raised at the end of the day so that's my thoughts on that but i i just can't get over that fucking main event James James Vick losing to Justin Gaethje. Now, who saw this in my head? Um, I did think there was one side of me that thought it could go two ways. I did say this last week that it would either be Justin luring James into what he does best, and 
and, you know, luring him to a brawl, luring him to, you know, a crazy, you know, back and forth performance, like a crazy back and forth, you know, fight, um, a lot of adversity. Or it was going to be James Vick staying on the outside using his footwork, but James Vick backed up a lot. And that's what really opened up, made left him open, I feel like. You know, his back was against the cage. You know, Justin did make a good point on Ariel Ari Hawani's MMA show about his his feet. I was watching his feet, and it's funny because right after he said that, I went back to the fight. I looked at the highlights. I looked at his feet, and boom, he just lands a beautiful – I think it was like a beautiful right hand. Knocks him out, flatlines him. At one point in time, James uh, Justin walked over to James after the fight to congratulate – not congratulate him, but, you know, they always have respect for each other after the fight. And James tried to, you know, initiate like a little takedown while he was sitting on the mat. So you got to know that he did get pretty fucked up. And uh, one of the things about that that had to be bittersweet for Justin was the shit talk. You know, obviously they had that press conference and, you know – I did see this meme uh, of uh, Homer of Justin Gaethje as a, a Simpsons character with the so because Justin was called the Homer Simpson by James so James James called him the Homer Simpson of MMA basically like a guy who's going to be taking punch taking punches a punch drunk and just getting fucked up and I, I a lot of people did think that was going to happen based off of Justin's last two fights and you can't judge those fights I mean you can it but you can't at the same time damn she's fine. Um, but, damn. But, you know, I had faith in him. And, you know, a big part of me wanted to go with the underdog yet again. The world was against him. A lot of people were against him. And I was one of the few that necessarily weren't. I wasn't against him. I mean, people were chomping at the bit, saying he needs to change this, saying he needs to do this, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, he did a lot of that. You know, he, he put a lot of pressure in front of him. You know, Justin swings to the fences. But when he's technical and he swings, Justin throws with some fucking power. A lot of people don't see that. But, you know, his power, his not only his power, but he also has a great chin. He has great wrestling. And he he packs a punch. In his, in his, he packs a punch most definitely. So he did do good. He did fantastic. One of the best performances I've ever seen. So congrats to Justin Gaethje. Now amasses to two and two inside the octagon. Um, snapped his two-fight losing streak. One against Eddie Alvarez. Second one against Poirier. He was on his way to losing in the Michael Johnson fight, but he showed why he's one of the best in the world. And he, he was able to withstand that and, and, and get Michael to the point where he was hurt and eventually you know, got it to the point where he, he had the fight stopped. He stopped the fight. So Justin Gaethje, uh, like I said, for him, what I would like to see next would be a matchup with Kevin Lee. That's the next thing I would like to see. All right, moving on from UFC Nebraska to quick little preview of UFC 229. Looking at the main card currently, we got in the main event Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. Badass fight. I think people would pay $60 alone to watch that fight alone. These guys have so much history, so much beef in the background, and there's a lot of, of storylines leading up to why this fight would be so fucking awesome. It's so interesting. Uh, when we get a little bit closer, maybe like a week out, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. I'll talk about it. You know, there's a lot to be broken down. There's a lot to be talked about. And I love women with thick ass legs, that's for sure. I don't give a fuck. Damn, I just appreciate the art. Maybe we'll have a podcast about why I love women so much and my favorite types or something. We'll have that if we, have, if we decide to have some fun one of these days. It's kind of weird, but 
you might as well since I talk about it every every fucking time I uh, have a, a podcast I do talk about that is that somebody I know it is. I'm going to have to pause the podcast for a second because I know she would want to come over here and talk to me. Um, but yeah, UFC 229 features main event Habib Nurmagomedov versus Conor McGregor. Recently announced as of a couple days ago, we get Tony Ferguson versus Anthony Showtime Pettis as a co main event lightweight fight. That's an interesting one. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in that one. It's interesting. Tony comes come, is coming back from injury. Um, and uh, Pettis is coming off that amazing win over Michael Chiesa, I think, at UFC 224 or 223. 220, I forgot. I, I don't fucking remember. But all I remember, that was an amazing performance by Pettis. Pettis is now you know, looking to strain together a couple of wins, putting them together. And there was this big-ass discussion going on about title shots at the lightweight you know the two stack divisions in my opinion right now has to be lightweight and has to be welterweight 170 pounds so 155 and one uh 170 or two of the stacked weight classes i think in all of the ufc right now so who's going to get the next title shot it was poirier poirier elected to wait a couple times uh no after his fight with um gaichi and then after his who, after his dismantling of eddie alvarez the second time fuck man i fucking love women Swear to God. How about episode 17 of segments will consist of talking about different types of women and different my different types, and I'll talk about all that. I'm sticking to that. I'm being dead-ass honest. It may not be this week, but it'll be next week. But, um, yeah, so it's a great fight. I'm excited for it. We really get to see what Pettis is, well, how Pettis, I want to see how Pettis will fare against a Tony Ferguson. Because, you know, if, if Pettis beats Tony Ferguson, then in my mind, Showtime will be back. Now, he was back against Kiesa, by all means. You know, he looked good against Jim Miller. Essentially, I didn't think he needed to drop down to 145 pounds. There was no need for that whatsoever. But, uh, you know, I think that it's a good fight for him. It's a great fight for both these guys, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens in this one. So that's going to happen. Uh, we got Ovin St. Prue taking on Dominic Reyes. Michelle Watterson versus Felice Herrick. A very fun fight. Battle of two cutie pies. More so on the side of Felice. I think Felice Herrick's fucking adorable. So is Michelle Watterson, though. I got to be honest. I, I kind of hate when you see two hotties fighting each other, but that's that's the sport. That's what we live in. That's the, that's the sport that we're a part of, and we're going to occasionally see two hotties go at it. Who's another hottie? Two hotties that fought each other. Oh, it was rumored. This is fake news right now. Paige Van Zandt did say that she was not cleared yet, but Paige Van Zandt versus Rochelle Ostevich. Now, that is a smoke show of fucking sexiness. You gotta be, you got, you can't deny that shit. That's for damn sure. That is a smoke show of sexiness, and I can't wait to see that. If it does happen, I would be excited to see that, and I, I, I really push for it. That's a great fight. All right, continuing down the list: Derek Lewis versus Alexander Drago Volkov. Derek the Black Beast coming off of his win. Not so exciting win over Francis Ngannou maybe a couple months ago. That was like the most at least active heavyweight fight I've ever seen. I think the world ever, has ever seen as well. But it's a win. He got a win over the scary Ngannou. And 
now he looks to put something else together. And Derek Lewis is not too far away from a title shot. Beats Alexander Volkov. He's right in the mix. No, no intention on when DC is going to come back to the heavyweight division because obviously he's retiring next year. He has a fight with Brock Lesnar, pencil in, uh, and, and maybe a potential light heavyweight title defense as well. But we don't know. So, but overall, title contention wise, I think Derek Lewis is right there if he gets a win over Alexander Volkov. All right, moving on. And it was all, before we move on, staying in UFC 229 real quick, is rumored that. Alexander Gustafson is cleared from his little injury that he had that pulled him from UFC 227 in Los Angeles against Volkan Ozdemir. It's rumored that Alexander Gustafson wants a spot on UFC 229 and would be open to coming back and fighting on that card. So that would add some steam to the already stacked UFC 229 card. What better way to cap it all off is to have a light heavyweight fight against uh, with Alexander Gustafson in there, but against who? Who could be the next guy to fight Alexander Gustafson right now? Is it going to be somebody that's not ranked? Is it going to be someone who's not? Because there's a lot of people that are booked right now. So I don't know. I'm sure the UFC will figure it out. They'll put up an interesting challenge. Um, I really like that fight with Rockhold. But Rockhold's going to be taking on Chris Weidman. And and he's going to be staying at 185 pounds. And that's a rematch that's slated to happen, um, I think, in New York. So that should be good. That should be exciting. Um, All right. And also another rumor, John Jones, the great greatest lightweight of all time, is rumored to return at UFC 230. No one, it hasn't been necessarily confirmed or anything like that. But it has rumors have been floating in the in the in the rumor mill, and that would be something for the headline. I think the UFC 230 is uh, in December, so what a way to cap 2018 off by uh, having the greatest fighter of all time. You know, headlining against, uh, I don't know, against who, though. It just depends on what, what happens, how the timeline is. If, that's, and if that is, in fact, a rumor, then I don't know how that would put together. I don't know necessarily if it would be a fight against DC or somebody else, maybe a fun fight, a heavyweight or something like that. Or I don't know, but uh, that would be awesome. All right, moving on. This is something that kind of was announced maybe like over a couple months ago, but uh, through... Golden Boy, we will have, as crazy as it sounds, Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell 3. Never in my entire life, because I was a kid, I was a young-ass kid, when, when, it, came, when it came to, uh, when it came to uh, Chuck and Tito fighting, and never in my entire life did I think I was going to be able to talk about a fight, and, and you know, promote it, talk about it on the podcast, and, and, and talk about Tito potentially fighting Chuck again and breaking it down, you know, being able to break this fight down. That's the funny part. That's what the craziest thing is. Like, I never, I never fucking thought that I was going to be able to promote that. But now I am. Now we are. Everybody's going to talk about it. I don't, I think we'd be fine without it in the MMA world, but it's something to watch. And everybody hates on it, but everyone's going to watch it anyways you know it's kind of like chuck's 48 years old i think tito's like 42 or 43 years old so it, it, i mean chuck is 2-0 and against tito both stoppages uh first one being more impressive than the second i love tito so don't take that anyway in, in, in a bad way whatsoever the second one was kind of like you know just you kind of knew it was gonna happen um it's just really a matter of what's gonna happen uh, conditioning you know Certain people, a lot of people are fearing for Chuck's safety, you know, wondering why he's going to come back after so long. He hasn't fought since uh, 2011. 
to nearly seven years away. He's been retired and kind of didn't expect this. So it's kind of a it's kind of a surprise. Um, I will watch it. You know, I'll be on the side of Tito. I love Tito. I think he's fantastic. You know, he's been one of my biggest inspirations ever since uh, he was in the UFC, since he started. That was one of the first people I started to watch. So that'd be kind of interesting to see how, how that fares. You know, Tito obviously had a great record in, uh, in Bellator, you know, beating Stefan Bonner, beating Alexander Shlomenko, finishing Alexander Shlomenko, losing to Liam McGeary, and uh, beating down Chael Sonnen. If you look at where Chael is now, you kind of look at how good Tito really is. But, um, you know, aside from all the injuries and all that. But, yeah, yeah he looks good. And I'm, I'm excited to see that one. Moving on. Corey Anderson versus Alir Latifi added to UFC 232. If you remember Corey Anderson back in action, I think uh, last last fought in, uh, I think, Hamburg, Germany against Glover Teixeira. And it was a pretty lopsided win by a unanimous decision. He did beat him by a unanimous decision. Um, and it's pretty lopsided, but, you know, he originally was filling in for uh, Alir Latifi, and now he will be fighting Alir Latifi. So that's pretty interesting. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen in that fight. Obviously, Alir is coming off of, like, a, a injury, and... Uh, and... Um, Curious to see how he looks when he comes back against Corey Beast in twenty five eight. It's a badass nickname, by the way. It's getting fucking hot, so let me uh, let me move move out of the way. But um, yeah. So it's a good fight. I'm curious to see. Like I'm really excited for Corey Anderson because I feel like he's one of those guys that has put a lot of things together. And when he puts all the things together, he's one of those guys that I feel. You know, he's a very smart, very smart fighter. And he's one of those fighters that learns from the mistakes. You know, if you look at the fight with uh, Jimmy Manua and the fight with Olvin St. Preux, he was stopped. He was he was stopped by knockout in those fights. And ever since then, you know, he, he hadn't lost a step necessarily. I think he has three losses in the UFC or four losses, I think. Olvin St. Preux, Jimmy Manua, John Vellante, and uh, Shogun by split decision. No shame in that. I mean, if you look at Shogun. But then again, you look at what... I don't want to compare wins, but you look at what Smith did to Shogun. But, you know, it's it's, it's it was a Shogun on, I think, like a two-fight winning streak or a three-fight winning streak or something like that. The Shogun who was on a winning streak. And uh, he, looked, he, looked, he looked damn good. They both looked good. It was a close fight. Maybe they should run that one back after he's done with the Alir Latifi, win or lose. All right, moving on. Tyron Woodley versus Darren Till. Obviously, we all knew that was going to happen. But I'm really excited to see that fight happen because I haven't really officially put down a prediction. I, I, I'm going to go with Tyron Woodley all day and all night. But looking at ways that I think Darren Till could win could be due to his size, but due to his output. But Tyron, I'm not going... I'm not going against Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley's been out for a little bit of time. He's been training real hard. I do think that he is one of the he is, if not the best welterweight of all time, and I think that he can um, he could get the job, more definitely get the job done. He said like an infamous quote on Ariel Hawani's show that you know 
it doesn't matter how tall, basically how tall the opponent is, you know, let me know how big my opponent is so I know how, uh, how far, how much more farther I can back up and I can hit him, to hit him, basically. Essentially saying that it doesn't, he doesn't need the opponent to be bigger, just, it's not, it's not an advantage, basically, so that's what he was basically saying, so I'm excited for that one. I really want to see what Derek Till can do. Obviously, he had that fight with Cerrone, then he beat Stephen Thompson by split decision. Um... You hear that? Go get your free bagels. It's the first week of college. That's why they're saying that. Everyone's out here. There's a fuck ton of people. Half these people are probably going to drop the classes and we won't ever see them again. But that's the reality. That's what it is. But um, anyways, staying at what we're talking about. Moving on, there's a main event slated for China. UFC's return to China. I don't I don't know if it's Beijing, China. Wh- wherever the fuck wherever the fuck they're uh, returning to. Um it's it's in China. That's all I know. But Curtis Blades versus Francis Ngannou, number two. If you remember the first one, Ngannou won, but it was due to a doctor stoppage because Curtis's blade, Curtis Blades' eye was uh fucked up, or it got like messed up or something like that, and it was a doctor stoppage. So it's not necessarily like a win. It's not like Ngannou knocked him the fuck out or something, or submitted him, or a decision him or something. It was just due to a it's due to a cut basically essentially they have fights that stop due to cuts or due to injuries like that and it's an unfortunate thing. Excited for that one. I really want to see if Ngannou can get back on the train. You know, because three straight losses basically that's what he's looking at with Curtis Blades. And you look at Curtis Blades in his last fight against Alistair Overeem. Is that if that wasn't that his last fight? I feel like he's fought one other person since then. Let me look. But, you know, he split Alistair over and opened like a fucking tomato can. Um, let me see. I'm pretty damn sure it was Alistair, though. Let me see. I'm going to pull it up real quick. That's the beauty of having two devices at once to be able to look up things. You know, my, when I had my phone originally, uh, I didn't really look too much. But now we have the power to do that because you have a second device. You can start getting more guests on the show and everything. So we'll, we'll do that too. Uh, I might I might go. I might debut a part for questions, and I'll talk about them and I'll post them. Or we'll talk about them on the show and we'll, we'll have question segments and stuff like that. But right now, I want to be the informative, informative kind of guy. So I'm not going to do that for right now. Um, Curtis Blaze, and pull it up. I go to Wikipedia for all my shit. Yeah, Alistair Overeem by TKO. Last year, performance of the night bonus. Before that, he beat Mark Hunt. Alexei Olenek, Daniel Omialanchuk had a fight turned, uh, no contest turned because he tested, uh, I think he tested positive for like marijuana or something like that. That's not necessarily a drug that I feel they should be testing for. That 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 goes for anything, like any jobs or anything like that. You shouldn't be testing for weed. Weed weed should not be something on there. So you can't really say that's a performance enhancer or anything. If anything, it makes everything you do fucking relaxed and makes life a lot better for you, a lot more simpler. But that's basically all he did. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Really want to see if Nganu can pull the trigger and come back and, you know, back to his original form. They saw him knock out Overeem. Saw him uh, knock out Andre Arlovsky. Uh I think he, who else did he knock out? I forgot some other dude. He knocked him out with like a nasty-ass uppercut or something like that. But, um, yeah, definitely looking to see the better version of Nganu. 
he did imply that he was gun shy in his last fight, and you know the fight with Stipe really did weigh on him in his next fight, and it was really really unfortunate. But you know, like I said, that was one of the worst heavyweight fights of all time. So I'm pretty sure he wants to repli- no, he wants to do the thing farthest from replicating what happened in his last fight. So definitely going to see what happens in that one, and excited for that one. All right, moving on to whoa forgot we're gonna talk about that but um in jacksonville i think it was jacksonville jacksonville florida there was a massive not a mass a mass shooting or anything like that but um let me just go off this i'm terrible at narrating events that i have no nothing i have have like no actual solid information about the shooting in jacksonville florida there was a madden tournament going on um Three dead, including the shooter, because the shooter did pull the gun on himself after killing the other people. Okay, Jacksonville shooter has history of mental illness and police visits to a family home. And it is slated that he did purchase guns legally from a local gun shop. But, you know, for the gun, these gun tests, they've got to do stricter tests. You got to go through a test of mental preparation and see if you can possibly be qualified to own a gun. Because now that you can do people are doing this all the time it's like red flags here red flags there oh this guy had a history of mental illness what the fuck is he doing owning a gun now he's blowing people's heads off that are simply out there playing video games that's one of the craziest things the name david katz quote cnn the shooter killed two people and wounded 10 others i i forgot about that i didn't really know that he wounded 10 other people i know one person got a bullet through their hand or something i did see that on twitter um so he ended he wounded 10 other people before taking his own life at the eSports tournament in Jacksonville, Florida on Sunday. This is not meant to offend anybody. This is not meant to hurt anyone's feelings like that. But why does all the fucking shit happen in Florida? All the craziest shit happens in Florida. Every time I read like a big news event, a shooting, something else, it's always in fucking Florida. I always read shit on Florida. Florida this, Florida that, blah, blah, blah. Everything happens in Florida. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, I'm just going to read this over. David Katz, a shooter, killed two people and wounded 10 others before taking his own life at an eSports tournament in Jacksonville, Florida. On Sunday, was in treatment for psychiatric issues at least as early as the age of 12, according to family divorce records. Katz, who was 24 years old, was prescribed a number of psychiatric medications, including an anti-tip... anti antipsychotic and saw a succession of psychiatric psychologists ah, psychiatrics i don't know how to pronounce that word the p s y c h i r c h i a t r i s t s psychiatrics yeah psychiatrics that's what it sounds i think according to a 2006 letter from a family attorney separate 2006 court filing states that a therapist said that david had experienced a psychiatric crisis yeah, point blank. If they if if that was the case, why in the fuck did they let him buy that gu- those guns legally? Why was he able to? What motivated? What, 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 why was he able to buy those guns with all the history? If he had this history of mental illness, you want to keep this dude as far away from mental 
anything that can harm any other people is as, as, as fucking possible. But they don't do that. That's not the case. That's what I want to know. I'm going to look up more details on it. But that is not something I currently want to do right now. I just I, that kind of just popped in my head as we speak reading that, and it, it kind of doesn't make any sense. So there might be more to the story that I didn't know about. But yeah, three dead. Um. 10 others injured and out of the three dead he is one of the people that are dead and now there's cold world out there people are, oh i'm glad he's dead i read some of the comments people are kind of vicious on there so um i've never wished death on anybody but you know it is unfortunate for people like that to simply you just think about it like this basically you, you you're out there you're playing your games you're living life use that fucking madden tournament for fuck's sakes he targeted specific people playing madden i suck at madden by the way I'm only good at, like, defense and shit. But, um, yeah, he targeted those people. It was unfortunate. Those people had no idea that their life was going to end that way or anything like that. It's an unfortunate thing that happened. But, you know, it's a fucking crazy-ass world we live in. So it's unfortunate. Condolences to the families and anybody affected, all the people that are injured. Hope you come back better, stronger, and better than ever. But, you know, like I said, this is fucking huge-ass lesson. Like, I don't know why the fuck that dude was allowed to buy guns. Having... Having um, mental illnesses dating back to 2006, it's 2018. They need to like sharpen up the gun laws and stuff. So maybe we'll pull up, we'll pull in some people or have a couple of guests in on in the podcast to talk about that. Really get into something really deep, like a big deep debate on that and stuff. And I really want to get a little, a lot closer to that. So we might do that too. Um, but yeah, well, one, one last thing on this podcast. Um, recap of the weekend. It was pretty fucking fun, though. I got to be honest. I'm going to be completely blunt with you guys. I had a lot of fun. I got fucked up. I had like every damn drink under the sun. So essentially, I like to um, – I'm not too picky when it comes to drinks. So I'll drink it all. I'll drink beer, uh, mixed drinks, vodka, hard liquor, alcohol, uh, basically all the same things like Captain Morgan, for example, you know mixed drinks they're they're all fun my aunt gave me everything under the sun i had a i think a bud light budweiser maybe more than one budweiser actually um so a shot like a moscato and i had like three shots of i think it was like something new amsterdam or something and i i, I can't remember what else but all i remember i was actually stoned too so i actually smoked i actually smoked too so i had like everything underneath the sun and i was pretty fucked up so i think i passed out too i passed out um and I think I may like piss in my pants or something. Shit, I was crazy shit like that. I got like blacked out, fucked up. Like that has not happened since I lived in Texas. Like I've gotten hangovers, I've gotten drunk, I've had fun. I forgot what I've been. I did before that. I forgot myself falling asleep and stuff. But um, I had never been like that before. So it was a pretty good weekend. I had a lot of fun. You know, started the week off great. Um, Monday, what was it? I did the pod. I think I did. Yeah, I was doing the podcast episode. This original episode, episode one fifty three. I did that originally, and it didn't come together. So now that's why we're sitting here on a Tuesday doing it together. So. That's basically why we're here. Uh, let's check anything else. If there's any more breaking news or any events before we get out of here. Um, like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this episode of the G Meeker MMA show. For anybody that needs help or needs in, any information on how to how to access podcasts or you know listen to all your favorite podcasts, like I said, I recommend you to download CastBox FM in the Google Play Store. And the App Store definitely is a very helpful app, very easy to use. 
And for example, if you get a new device, if you if your phone breaks, for example, you have the ability to log into your account. So you log back into your account. You can sign in through Facebook. You can sign in through Twitter. And I forgot to mention that in the beginning. But yeah, you can sign in through those and it has all the lists of your favorite podcasts. Everything's subscribed. So you don't have to have the pains of going back and resubscribing and stuff. I've done it three times, I think, total. And uh, it was like a very – it's really, really fucking annoying actually. So I was good off doing that. So that's the – that's the um, – that's the um, – beauty of Castbox. So Castbox in the Google Play and uh, App Store, ladies and gentlemen. Castbox FM slash G Meeker MMA show. If you want to go directly to the site. Hey, there's a Captain America shield. Some dude has a backpack with a Captain America shield on it. It's fucking badass. But um I think that is it. We're gonna skip those. There's no nothing really worth talking about. I feel like once we do, we will talk about it. And I'm serious about that women's podcast. What I mean by that, it's like I'm gonna talk about. It. I want to tell you guys. I want to educate. I want to let. I want. I want to make it a little bit more personal here on this show. We mainly talk about sports and all that, but it's mainly just. It's a lot of it. It's more than just that. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Don't worry. We're gonna have some fun podcasts in the future. So. I can't wait to do that. I, you guys do know that I do love my women and stuff, and it is fun, fucking fun. Beauty is all fucking amazing. So, yeah, that's that's all we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for joining us. Appreciate you for tuning in. I feel like I've annoyed the fuck out of every single one of you guys being back constantly. But the thing is, we didn't post it. We didn't. We didn't post all the episodes. Like I posted the other one on the other URL. And now, like I said in the beginning, we have everything back to where we needed to be now. I've been sitting here for almost an hour talking. So people probably think I'm crazy here just talking to my phone like that. But in reality, I'm like, like I said, I'm doing a podcast. So that's the beauty about it. That's what Anchor Radio is real good. That's why CastBox is real good because you have the ability to do a podcast in a mobile way. You don't have to worry about being on a computer or, or being in one studio. You have the ability to do that. Just find a quiet spot where there's not too much sound. Be in the room. Be in your studio, wherever you want to go, you can do that and make it as easy as possible. So, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me here on Twitter at GMeekerMMA, as well as on Instagram, same exact handle, at GMeekerMMA. You can follow the podcast account on Instagram at GMeekerMMA Show. Facebook.com slash GabyBaby123, personal account. Don't send me nudes, please. I've gotten those before. I got a lot of weird requests from, from sex bots. We talked about that in a while, a while ago. It was like, you, you click on the fucking account and it's like, oh, click link to see my titties or something. And it's like something completely fake and stuff. Like, if you're going to show me them, I don't want to click any link. You better just send the pictures directly into my, uh, directly into my DMs and stuff. <laughs> I'm fucking with you guys. All right. One more thing. Uh, follow my fan account at G Gabriel C Meeker on Instagram. Follow us on social media. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on all those different things I said. Find our podcast on, like I said, one more time, Castbox FM. If you have the app, you can quickly go into the URL and search up G Meeker MMA Show, or post the link, or click the link in my bio to be directly directed to where the podcast is. Subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Tell everyone you know. Um, as well as we're on iHeartRadio. Just click when you download iHeart app. Click on over the podcast tab, search G Meeker MMA Show, like I said, or click the link. I think the dominant link in my bio is the iHeartRadio one. We are on Spotify and, uh, and 
basically on every other pod, major podcast provider. So like I said, one last time, I thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to everybody. Thanks to Anchor Radio. Thanks to all the different supporters that I have and all the different people that I've been tuning in since day one. We've been we've been live since 2015, so we're going to keep on going. Like I said, there's there's only we're only going up from here. There's no ceiling to this shit. We're just going to keep going up. Everything's going to get better, and a lot more attention is going to be on it. And I can't wait. So, one last time for this entire week, G Meeker MMA out, baby.